We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. focus of the 40-day prayer team today is uh, tattoos and piercings. You say, well, why is that a focus for the country? Well, remember this 40 days we are focusing on sins, how we have transgressed God in our country, and things that we have allowed to come in the church uh, that has become an idol between us and God. And then you say, well, how is tattoos and piercings, how has that become an idol before God? The reason it has is because it is overtaken. Uh, It has swept through like a virus in the church. And this is, please hear my heart, this is nothing against people that have done this. Okay, I'm not uh, trying to bring condemnation on people. We're just addressing the issue. This is nothing personal. So today we are going to look at Leviticus chapter 19. This is the chapter, Bride, where God talks about uh, the tattoos. Now, when I first did this Bible study, when I did it through the Clarion Call Show, I asked the Lord, I'm like, Lord, why? what are you thinking when you said this, Lord? Like, let us hear your heart uh, because... You know, is there a reason that you said that? So, Bride, if y'all would turn to Leviticus 19, we are going to study the Word this morning and find out what does God say about it? What is God's heart? Now, remember, Bride, when I told you about the Bible being a representative of God Himself. Okay, I want you to look at it like this. The Old Testament, we learn who God the Father is. Okay? He is holy. He's just, he is uh, a ruler, he is a judge, 
He has expectations of us. He is a father. That's what we learn in the Old Testament about God the Father. That's why it's very important to learn how he thinks, why he says the things that he does. That's why we should read the Old Testament. There's many people that say, we don't need the Old Testament. We don't need that book. It's all passed away when Jesus came. Well, actually, Jesus says different. In the middle of the Bible is Jesus. Jesus shows us God's mercy and his love. Okay? That's the second part of the Trinity. Then we go back to the back of the book. (coughs) Excuse me. In the back of the book, we learn the Holy Spirit. We learn the third part of the Trinity. You know, Bride, this is what we are living in today. We are learning and experiencing the Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity. So remember, the beginning is God the Father, the middle is Jesus the Son, and the end is the Holy Spirit. When this time is done, this is that's it. When this time is done, then we have learned who God is. God is this word wrapped up. God the Son, God the Father, and God the Holy Ghost. And we all see him through this word. That's why the Old Testament, we cannot just do away with the Old Testament. We have got to appreciate God the Father. Okay? So let's delve into it, Bride. Let's turn to... Leviticus chapter 19, and we are going to study what does God say about tattoos and what does he mean about it? All right. Remember that I listened to my little man. He's here on version. This is the app that I use. So let's start off in Leviticus 19 verse 1. Leviticus 19. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Come on now. That's what God says. Bride, I contend to you today. God is still saying this. I, the Lord your God, am holy. He wants us to be holy. It's not a cuss word. He shall fear every man his mother, and his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Turn ye... Basically, I am the Lord your God. I am jealous for you. Okay? Be not unto idols, nor make to yourselves molten gods. I am the Lord your God. Alright, Bride, listen. He starts out in this chapter. He is putting his foot down. He is saying... I am the creator. I am the Lord your God. I am holy and I expect you to be holy. I am your God. Turn ye not unto idols. Nor make to yourselves molten gods. For I am the Lord your God. How appropriate we're dealing with this idol today. 
in 2018. And if ye offer a sacrifice of peace offerings unto the Lord, ye shall offer it at your own will. It shall be eaten the same day ye offer it, and on the morrow. And if aught remain until the third day, it shall be burnt in the fire. And if it be eaten at all on the third day, it is abominable. It shall not be accepted. What is God saying, Brad? He is saying, I am picky. I like it this way. Listen, Brad. Just because Jesus came does not negate this character of God. Does not negate this aspect of God. We don't just throw God the Father away. We put it all together and understand his heart. And he's saying, you know, a lot of people are like, we don't need the Ten Commandments because Jesus came and he said, love covers them all. And I'm like, yeah, but if you love, you want to honor him. I mean, listen, Brad, have you ever been in love? When you're in love... You want to please that person with all of your heart. You want to make sure that you do not disrespect them, that you do not dishonor them, that you let them know with your heart and with your actions that you love them. That is true love, Brad. And yes, true love also wants to get to know someone that you love. And that's what we're doing, Brad. We're getting to know God is specific. And he is that way for a reason. Let's keep going. Therefore, everyone that eateth it shall bear his iniquity because he hath profaned the hallowed thing of the Lord. And that so shall be cut off from among his people. All right, Brad. I want you to pay attention to that word right there. Everyone that eats it shall bear his own iniquity. In other words, you know I don't like this. Now, this is the same for tattoos, okay? He's saying, you know I don't like this. But if you do it, you're going to bear the consequences. And that's the same. It's the same concept. Let's keep going. And when ye reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of thy field, Neither shalt thou gather the gleanings of thy harvest. And thou shalt not glean thy vineyard. Neither shalt thou gather every grape of thy vineyard. Thou shalt leave them for the poor and stranger. I am the Lord your God. In other words, you're going to reap what you're sowing. I am holy. Let's keep going. Ye shall not steal. Neither deal falsely. Neither lie one to another. And ye shall not swear by my name falsely. Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Alright, Brad, I'm going to pause it right there. What is God doing? He is laying down the law to the Israelites. They just come out of Egypt. And he's telling them, This is how I am, children of Israel. Did y'all know that God considers this his bride? Did you know that? And did you know that he ended up having to divorce the children of Israel? Do we want God to divorce us? Listen, he says right here, I am telling you how to live. I'm telling you 
Do not lie. Do not steal. Do not deal falsely to others. <clears throat> do not swear by my name falsely. Do not profane the name of the Lord your God. I am the Lord. In other words, I am jealous for you. Okay, let's keep going. Thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor, <clears throat> neither rob him. The wages of him that is hired shall not abide with thee all night until the morning. Thou shalt not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind. Bam! Right there. That is a principle for us ministers that are getting tattoos. We are stumbling blocks. <gasps> I cannot believe you're saying that. Yes, I'm saying it. When we are ministers and we get tattoos, we are stumbling blocks to other people. Why do you say that? Because, first of all, you'll learn in this chapter how it hurts God's heart because he says, I brought you out of Egypt to set you free so that you can worship me and not look like Egypt, not act like Egypt. Not want to be like Egypt. Not want to identify yourself with Egypt. Okay? So, if we are on the platform, and we are ambassadors of the kingdom, we are representatives of the kingdom of heaven, and we are the ones that his children are looking at to guide them in the right ways, and to be speaking truth from heaven where these people uh, put their life and death in this person's hands. This can be a stumbling block very much. <clears throat> Let's keep going. But shall fear thy God. I am the Lord. He shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor nor honor the person of the mighty. But in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor. What? Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people. <clears throat> Neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Thou shalt not avenge, nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. What is he saying right there, Brad? What he's saying is, trust in me. Uh, he's telling them, I mean, he's laying out the law of how he expects them to be as the children of Israel. Let's keep going. We're in verse 18. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Wow, this is in the Old Testament, just like it's in the New Testament? Isn't that amazing that God the Father says this love your neighbor he says it in the old testament and he says it in the new testament that is profound he shall keep my statutes thou shalt not let thy cattle gender with a diverse kind thou shalt not sow thy field with mingled seed uh -oh. shall a garment mingled of linen and woolen come upon thee uh oh come on now no mixing you children of Israel, keep my statutes. Do not let your cattle gender with diverse kinds. Excuse me. 
<laughs> Excuse me. I rebuke anything trying to come on me. Okay. Thou shalt not let thy cattle gender with a diverse kind. Thou shalt not sow thy field with mingled seed. Neither shall a garment mingled of linen and of woolen come upon thee. No mixing. He wants us to remain pure. And whosoever lieth carnally with a woman that is a bondmaid, betrothed to an husband, and not at all redeemed, nor freedom given her, she shall be scourged, they shall not be put to death, because she was not free. And he shall bring his trespass offering unto the Lord, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, even a ram for a trespass offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering before the Lord for his sin, which he hath done. And the sin which he hath done shall be forgiven him. And when ye shall come into the land, and shall have planted all manner of trees for food, then ye shall count the fruit thereof as uncircumcised. Three years shall it be as uncircumcised unto you. It shall not be eaten of. But in the fourth year, all the fruit thereof shall be holy to praise the Lord withal. In God's time, and in, in other words. Shall ye eat of the fruit thereof, that it may yield unto you the increase thereof. I am the Lord your God. He ye shall not eat anything with the blood, neither shall ye use enchantment, nor observe times. Come on now. In other words, don't mix with new age. That's what new age is. <clears throat> Okay. Ye shall not round the corners of your heads, neither shalt thou mar the corners of thy beard. Ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. That is the scripture right there. This scripture is verse 28. <clears throat> and it says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. You are not to be marked by another bride. Remember yesterday in the Bible study when I read Revelation chapter 22. When he talks about we will have in the end when time is done. Okay. We will have his seal on our forehead. He is the one that... He is the one that will mark us in the end. Okay, let's keep going. Do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore, lest the land fall to whoredom, and the land become full of wickedness. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Did God just say, do not do this because it will spread, others will follow, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Yes, that's what he said. Bride, let me tell you something. I have seen this over the years where a, a pastor will get a tattoo and it may, it may even be in private, like where nobody knows it. But within just years, it's like a virus through the church where people just start getting tattoos left and right. See, it releases that into the congregation. And that's what this says right here. Do not prostitute your daughter to cause her to be a whore, lest the land, which means what you're responsible for, fall to whoredom, and the land become full of wickedness. Let's keep going. 
Reverence the sanctuary. Make holy his temple. Uh, he's saying we will reap a harvest of Egypt. If we sow our lives into the world and we allow the world to carve our skin, to tattoo our skin, to mark us, okay, we will reap a harvest of that, bride. And let me tell you, I said this before, why would a Christian go in a satanic tattoo parlor that is full of occultic images? I know some people say, well, they've got Christian tattoo parlors. Well, that is an oxymoron. And the one that gave me the link to the Christian tattoo parlor had occultic symbols in the room. They cannot be a tattoo artist without carving satanic images, people. Okay? So... If these tattoo parlors, which uh, carve onto God's temple these satanic images with those instruments, and we are people of God, and we allow them to use that instrument that was meant by Satan to be used by Satan to mark people for Satan, and then we allow that to touch our skin which has been bought with a price because he owns us and he is jealous for us. What is that saying to God who's telling us right here in Leviticus chapter 19 that he is jealous for us? And you will learn in just a few minutes how he tells them why he feels this way. This is God's character. Because he loves the children of Israel. He brought them out of Egypt. He did this to set them free. They cried unto him for all them years for it. And he's saying, don't touch the unclean thing. That's what it says right here in 29 and 30. When he's talking about other people will follow when you do these things. You're opening up a door, and you will be tainting everyone around you. Remember the Bible study yesterday, when we studied about Joshua, when they brought idols in the camp in Joshua, <clears throat> when they brought idols in the camp, God told Joshua, I cannot have anything to do with you because you have idols in the camp. And isn't that sad that Joshua had to go back to his own people that he loved very much. And he had to confront them and say, who has these idols? And then this guy says, I do in my tent. And Joshua, this guy had to gather everything he's ever touched. His family, his home, his cattle, all his belongings. And he had to stand before the children of Israel and be accountable for what he did. And Joshua said, why did you bring this upon us? Well, you say, that man was an individual. He has a right to do what he wants to do. He's held accountable to God for his life. Yeah. And what did it do? It tainted the whole lump. One bad apple tainted all the rest of the apples. So what did Joshua have to do? They had to stone him and they burned them all everything the cattle the house the children the wife all because this man chose to covet 
these idols. I submit to you today that when we are pastors and we get these tattoos, that the whole congregation, you have just opened up the door to Leviathan to swing through that congregation and just wreak havoc upon everything you're attached to because you opened the door. It says right here, we'll reap a harvest in Egypt. We do not want to reap that kind of harvest. Shut the gates. Shut the doors. Tell the devil where to go. Okay? Let's continue on. Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards, to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Bam! Right there. That says it. Right there. Regard not them that have familiar spirits. You cannot tell me that those that are in tattoos, in their carving bodies, and partnering with these devils when they're putting these tattoos on, do not have familiar spirits. The Bible says, Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. Why do you say God says that right after the part about tattoos? Because it is defiling the body. I am the Lord your God. Let's keep going. Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head, and honor the face of the old man, and fear thy God. I am the Lord. And if a stranger sojourn with thee in your land, ye shall not vex him. But the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you. And thou shalt love him as thyself. For ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Alright, let's pause it right here. What is God saying? God is saying, You are responsible for the people that you shepherd, the people that you bring in your house, the people that you are around. Don't defile your temple make your temple holy and then don't taint yourself and don't taint people that are around you and he says right here love them as yourself for you were strangers in the land of egypt i am the lord your god and he's saying here don't go back to egypt but love those that are coming out of egypt good morning miss jean good morning dr morris Okay, let's continue on. He shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, and meet God in weight or in measure. Just balances, just weights, a just ether, and a just hin shall ye have. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. What is God doing? He is reminding you, the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I am the creator of all things. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am holy. I am pure. And I brought you out of the land of Egypt. I did all these miracles for you. Okay, so let's keep going. Therefore, shall ye observe all my statutes and all my judgments and do them. I am the Lord. Wow. 
Let's end it right there, Brian. Therefore shall you observe all my statutes and all my judgments and do them all, he said. I am the Lord. Why, Brian? Because he is jealous for you. And he expects his people to be ye separate and holy. Which is why I'm going to talk about tomorrow night this ecumenical movement. The way that they are mixing is just like God said right here. Do not mix in verse 19. Let me mark that. Verse 19. Do not mix with the heathen. God does not like mixing. And that's what they're doing in the ecumenical movement. They are mixing and partnering with the devil. And God is not happy about it. Okay, so that will be the Bible study tomorrow. We will talk about what does God say about that idol. Okay, so this is Leviticus chapter 19. And it explains why God feels the way that he does about tattoos and piercings. Why does he feel that way? It's because he tells them, I love you children of Israel. I am married to you. I brought you out of the land of Egypt because I wanted you to worship me in spirit and in truth. I wanted you to have a place in the promised land where you can truly experience me. You say you love me. You say that you want to be my child. And you say that you want all this freedom. But when I give it to you, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to turn around and say, Oh, I miss Egypt. So let me go carve my body so I can look like Egypt. I want to go marry somebody from Egypt. I want to steal idols out of Egypt and put them under my tent. Just like they did with Joshua. See now, bride, why this is a stench in God's nostrils? It is. And believe me, I want to say once again, if you have tattoos, please don't let condemnation uh, hurt you. Now that this, is, this root has been exposed, ask the Lord to deliver you from it. Renounce, renounce it. Renounce the soul tie of the person that was with you that carved the skin because you both participated in a blood transfer, so you need to repent and renounce of that. And you need to renounce whatever that is that attached itself to you. Like say, if you got a picture of a demon, whatever that demon is now is energy. You need to repent and renounce. I renounce that uh, yin-yang. Let's say if it was a yin-yang. Uh, you know, I renounce that yin-yang. I renounce you. I command that everything that attached itself to me through that yin-yang be removed out of my life. I do not accept you. I, re I uh, speak against you. I do not partner with you anymore. I repent forever doing that. You know type of deal. And just repent and move on. We're just going forward, bride. We are going from glory to glory to glory. This is not about condemnation. This is not about trying to make you feel bad or any of those things. It is just exposing the devil 
so that we can repent and move forward. Do we want to be mature sons and daughters of God or do we want to be offended and then be stuck and set back even further? No. We want to be his mature sons and daughters walking in repentance, walking in holiness and just saying, God, okay, I failed here, Lord. I recognize now what I did. I need you to forgive me. I renounce it and all that stuff. And then just don't do it again. The Bible says repent and turn from your wicked ways. That's why we turn, meaning we're making a choice not to do that again. Okay, so Bride, I pray that this Bible study helped you this morning. We're about to go into the prayer closet, this team, the 40-day team. Uh, this morning I've been reading from the Thompson Chain Reference Bible, King James Always. I like King James as the basic Bible study uh, version uh, because I studied the King James. I under I understand what happened between the Catholics and King James whenever he went to print this Bible. Uh, they tried to assassinate him, by the way, four or five times because they was very unhappy with him making this available to the average common man. Because remember, at that time, the Catholic Church made everybody go serve a priest where they could only uh, understand Latin. So they, in other words, they was not able to have God in the word like this, where we have this now. So I'm thankful to King James for the sacrifice that he made to do this. He had the top 50 Bible scholars. I mean, not Bible scholars, but top 50 experts, let me say that. In his time, and he split them up in like five groups of ten all across the world. And then uh, he just split them. And he would say, okay, I'm going to give this group these five books, this group these five books, this, this. And they would analyze every book, and they had certain criteria where they said, okay, we're going to make sure that they said it was inspired by God, number one. Then we're going to make sure that it matches God's character. Then we're going to make sure of this, make sure of that. Once it went through that group's testings, then they would pass it to another group, and that's how the Bible all got put together. So it just kind of moves around. You see what I mean? So, all right, Bride. Well, I love you, and uh, if y'all would please pray for our team, we're about to go into the prayer closet in about 30 minutes. All right, well, God bless you, Bride.